Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, the glory, forever and ever. Amen and amen. God bless you and keep you. I hope you had a great weekend. I hope you um, had a legendary weekend where God just blessed your socks off. Um, I, I pray and I thank God that he woke you up this morning. If you woke up this morning, that's a blessing. Mm -hmm. If you woke up this morning, if you have breath still in your body, then that is a blessing. Let me show you why it's a blessing real quick. Because um, I'm in a mood to give up some scriptures real quick. So let me go. Go me real quick in the book of Psalms. And God bless you. Um, Psalms 100. Yes, Lord. Because God woke us up this morning and so... Here's what we're going to do first. We're going to enter into his gates with thanksgiving. We're going to enter into his courts with praise. Here's what we're going to do. The Bible says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Hallelujah. Not murmuring and not complaining, but come before his presence with singing. Watch this. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us. And not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter to his gates with thanksgiving. Here it is. And into his courts with praise. Be thankful for, to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endures to all generations. Lord have mercy. So that's what we want to do. We want to enter into his gates with thanksgiving. We want to come into his courts with praise. We want to lift up his name and bless him. That's how we want to start our day off. And so since God woke you up this morning and started you on your way, then you ought to give him the glory that is due to his name because he is the one that woke us up this morning. He is the one that started us on our way. He is the one that will be the maker and keeper of us and bless us at all times. That is him. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. And the Lord is his name. And, here's what we, and this is the Thanksgiving week. Here's what we plan to do this week, though. Here's what we want to do. We want to make this week a week of thanksgiving and praise to God. Now, you have a lot of reasons to be thankful. Yes, you do. Hallelujah. Yo, yo I ain't, I, no. Uh -uh. Mm -mm. Because when you start thinking that you don't have a reason to be thankful, sometimes, a lot of times, people who, and I'm not talking about everybody, I'm talking about some people. The reason why some people can't be thankful is because they, Continue to continually comparing their lives and their sales with other people. You can never be thankful doing that. Mm -hmm. And now to feel better about yourself, you're trying to compare yourself with somebody that has less or different things of that sort. Be thankful for your life, though. Be thankful today. How bullshit cut about entering into his gates with thanksgiving to his courts of praise. There's a lot of people who wanted to see this day. 2021, I do believe it is. Thanksgiving week, a lot of people didn't get to see it. A lot of people might have passed away. A lot of people have birthdays around this time. Your loved ones and your loved one has passed away. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. So we just want to give God the praise, the honor, and the glory due to his name. Hallelujah. So that's what we want to do for the next, what we got here. This is Monday. So for the, for the, for the rest of the week. When we come onto the broadcast, when I come before you, we want to enter into his gates with thanksgiving, in his courts with praise. 
<laughs> and be thankful unto him and to bless his name. For the Lord is good. It is mercy endure forever. Hallelujah. Can I show you something real quick? Now, we've been um speaking the last time you, you was with me. Like I said, you can find me on a YouTube channel. On my YouTube channel, you can find me. It's under McAvey Lee. It's really under the author name. McAvey Lee. That's for a specific reason, though. Because I don't know if I read uh, in the name. I don't want all my information out there. So it's under McAvey Lee, my author's name. <laughs> but McAvey Lee, if you're looking for me on YouTube, um... Some of you may have a TikTok page, and you can find me on there also. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Some of you um, are more into the podcast arena, so you can find me on Apple and Spotify podcasts. Some of you, the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You can just find me in the spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Because I'm telling you like this, um, this word is going to come out. You can't hold it in. If you're a man of God, if you're called of God, I don't care if you don't left the church. I don't care if you don't left the city, the state. The word of God going to find you. If you're really called of God, there's no escaping it. There's a reason why Paul kept saying, I am the prisoner of the Lord. Paul said he was the he is the prisoner of the Lord. Lord have mercy. Well, well, God got you locked up, Paul. Yeah, I am the prisoner of the Lord. That means once he called you, once he ordained you and anointed you, mm-hmm. Baby, there's no turning back. But if you've been with me for quite some time, my name is Henry Lee Jalo Ministry. If you've been with us for quite some time in the last three or four days, I've been speaking on a very touchy subject. I've been speaking on uh, marriage as far as I've been speaking on incest, uh, sexual activity, sodomizing. We dealt with those issues. Um, oof. We dealt with um, Lot. There was a man in the Bible called Lot who stayed in a place called Sodom and Gomorrah. And the angels, of course, came and rained down fire and brimstone in the city. And uh, and you see, Lot had escaped. This is Genesis chapter 19. That's where we were at. And Lot had escaped to a cave with his two daughters. His, his wife didn't make the trip. She turned around and turned to a pillar of salt. And we seen where Lot's two daughters decided one night that here's what we're going to do because we don't see any hope for us, any prospects of men and we want no marriage or anything. We want to keep the lineage of our father together. So they decided to have an idea. They want to get they got their father Lot drunk and Lot's two daughters, not stepdaughters. No, Lot's two daughters slept with him. Had sex with him. If you don't want to sleep with him, they had sex with him. And from that incest, incest came two groups of people, Amnon and Moab. And we've been looking at Amnon and Moab, the people of Amnon and the people of Moab. And the people of Amnon and Moab, they are related to the people of Israel. Because Jacob, um, excuse me, Abusha, Abraham, Lot was Abraham's nephew. I need to get that right now. Hallelujah. So if I ain't get that right, you can check me if you want to. Call me. <laughs> mm -hmm. If I ain't get that right, call me. My number should be on one of those profiles you got. You can call and, and talk about some things. We can talk about the word of God. But um, Lot was Abraham's nephew. And Abraham is the father of faith. And Abraham, uh, through Abraham's bloodline and lineage, came the people of Israel. But the people of Israel are related to Amnon and Moab because Lot 
was Abraham's nephew. So their family. Whether <laughs> yes, yeah. So with all that being said, they uh, Amnon and Moab became often became enemies of Israel. Mm -hmm. And Amnon and Moab they worshiped different gods too. Yes. Yes, 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 we're going to put it all out there. And then if you was with me sometimes, we went into in, in Second Chronicles, chapter 20, I believe, where they was talking about how Amnon and, and Moab, these same group of people, came up against the people of Israel once to fight in the battle, and God gave his people the victory. So, <laughs> interesting, isn't it? Lord have mercy. See what happens when you start getting to the word of God. It's, the word of God is controversial. Now it's some, it was it's some controversial characters and people in the book uh in the Bible. And and so Amnon and Moab, they're the children of incest, the product of incest. But I said this and it's, it's gonna sound controversial. People of some of you of today may be the son of of incest or the daughter of incest. Perhaps your uncle might have raped or molested somebody in your family. Perhaps your daddy himself might have gotten his own daughter pregnant. Perhaps an auntie might have slept with supposedly is her uncle or cousin. You know what incest is, don't you? I do believe that I, I, from what I'm understanding, incest is outlawed or against the law in certain states. Certain states, I believe, you can go to jail for that. I, I do believe that. I'm not certain, but. So, as long as we know what incest is, we ain't going to cover our eyes what it is. It happens, and it has happened, whether it's through molestation, rape, or, or consensual. It has happened, and childs have been produced. From incest. But I want you to know that if you are a child of incest, if you are a product of incest, your life still has purpose. Some of you may not know it. Some of you may have found out. Some of, you, some of it is just a family secret that nobody talks about. But whatever it is, I want you to know that even though you may, may have gotten here on earth by other means than anybody else, your life still has purpose. <laughs> you see, I'm tired of people. Um, I'm tired of people out here. <sighs> abusing kids in another way. And what I mean by that is. You trying to hold a child responsible for, for the, the way they got here. They're not responsible for that. The children are, the children are responsible for how the parents got together. Your parents right now may be two parents that would, um, your parents right now, you may have a father and a mother. And your father and your mother came together to have sexual relations. And you got, and your, and the mother got pregnant and had you. But guess what? Perhaps when your father and your mother got together, they were both married to two other people, other people. They had an affair. Does that make you less of a person? Because of how you got here? No. You may be a person right now. Your mother might have been a prostitute. And she got pregnant. And she decided, well, she's going to have you. Does that make you less of a person? No. Your, 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 you may have been a, she might have been a prostitute. Your mother might have been a prostitute and got raped. But still decided to keep the baby. Does that make you less of a person? No. 
I'm tired of these people. You, you may not have been born in wedlock. Your parents probably weren't even married when y'all when they got together and they had you. Does that make you less of a person? No. But you have some in the church that will try to turn their nose up at people and say, no, we can't ordain this person. We can't Christian this child. We can't. No. Need a child be. Children are the, the heritage of the Lord. And the fruit of the womb is his reward. See, you can't, you can't, the child is not responsible for how the parents got together. <laughs> what is wrong with us? I often say, what is wrong with folks in the church trying to, you know, children of a God. How you got here is, you know, that's, <laughs> you're here. Global shit, Some of you been adopted and you don't know who you're. Biological father and mother is you've been adopted. Does that make you less than somebody? No. The devil is alive. So Lot then, and you if you was with me in Genesis 19, when we studied this and discussed this, in Genesis chapter 19, Lot didn't even know that his daughters had slept with him. They got him drunk. Now, you ever had your husband and your wife come home and say, I got so drunk, somebody might have drugged me, I don't know what happened, and had sex with somebody else, and lo and behold, they pregnant by somebody else, and somebody that happened, you said no, you, you, you divorce them, whatever, you say no, that couldn't be, you can't use drugs. But, and I used to think that too, I used to think that, well, you can't get so drunk that you don't know what's going on, but when I look at the Bible, I said, well, I guess you can, because it's right here in the Bible, a lot got so drunk, that he didn't even know what was going on. It's, it's, it's interesting, though, the body will still function for sex, even though the mind doesn't know what's going on. So oftentimes, and here's my revelation of sometimes on some of that, is that we say men think with two heads. I shouldn't, I shouldn't go here, but I am going here anyway. It's funny how if this head ain't working, that head is always going to work. Ooh. That's that's why I'm glad. I, that's why I'm glad I can preach preach this thing on on uh, videos and on, on on podcasts and different things. Now, of course, if I step in the pulpit, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it like that. But hey, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. I know it is what it is. Habu shekara baha. Ain't that interesting? Ain't that interesting though? That you mentally you can shut down as far as you not knowing where you at and not knowing what's going on and different things. But one thing that will not shut down is that certain part of your body that something was going on. Hmm. Gabo Shebaha. Woo! Man, I feel like ministering to you, but I don't know if you're ready for this kind of ministry. I don't know, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. So, I want to talk about something, though. And we're kind of continuing on with the people of Moab and the people of Amnon because I want to show you something. Is that and my goal is to show you, because there's a lot of you right now that were born a certain way, but you feel different than everybody else, and you feel ashamed, and people try to make you feel ashamed, but I want you to know your life still have purpose. So, I don't care if you change your sexual identity. I still believe your life still has purpose. God got you here for a reason, baby. See, uh, <laughs> should I go here? It, it doesn't matter. I need to know, do you believe on Jesus Christ? Is he the son of God? 
Do you believe that he grows from the grave for your sin? Do you believe that? Do you believe on Jesus Christ? Because when you believe on Jesus Christ, he'll take the wheel. He'll take it from there. You ain't got to worry about your life. Because I'm telling you something. God will finish what he started. I preached that also in about, two, about a couple weeks. God will finish what he started. Don't even worry about that. We, we, we in a church, we judge so many people before the time. What are you doing? You don't know what God's going to do with that person. Leave him be and pray for him. We all need prayer, don't we? I want to show you something, though. I want to show you one particular lady that was a descendant of Moab. She is a descendant of Lot and his two daughters, the, one, the ones that they, they, she is a, a product of incest. I put it that way. I want to show you what happens to her. And a lot of people don't want to preach this, but I'm going to show it to you. Go me to the book of Ruth, chapter number one. <laughs> you know you like the book of Ruth. Go me to the book of Ruth, chapter one. And she is going to show us some things in Jesus' name. Watch what it says here. Ruth, chapter one, says it. Now, it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled. That there was a famine in the land, and a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to dwell in the country of Moab. He and his wife and his two sons. Wait a minute, Moab, Moab. What, what, that name sounds familiar. Where I know Moab from? Look at the devil trying to stop my my um recording. He ain't gonna be able to do this. Uh, what do we know Moab from? Moab is the product of incest in Genesis nineteen. That went a lot. Slept, had sexual relations with his daughter, and they had a son, Moab, and those it's the same Moab people they're talking about. This is the product of incest. This gentleman decided to take his family to Moab. <laughs> a man from Judah. Judah, no, Judah name means praise, right? So a shouting man, a dancing man, toe tapping man. Clapping man decided to take his family down to Moab. Let's see what happened. And the name of the man was Elimelech. The name of his wife was Naomi. And the names of his two sons were Manion and Kalion and Ephrathites of Bethlehem. Judah. And they went to the country of Moab and remained there. Then Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died. Whoa. So this man, Elimelech, who took his family down to Moab because there was a famine in the land, he decided, well, it must be some bread. I'm gonna I don't care what I get. And sometimes when it's a famine and sometimes when it's, uh, you know, no food, you get desperate and you decide you're going to get sometimes you get desperate. You decide, well, I, I got to get food anywhere I can. Sometimes when you get real desperate, I got to get it work anywhere I can. I don't care what we're working at. I, sometimes your desperation can lead you to do some things that you would not normally do. But because you're desperate, then that's what happens. Now watch this. But he died down there in Moab. Well, let's keep going. Now they took wives of the women of Moab, the name of one, watch this, watch this. And she left, watch this, watch this now. Now, Elimelech's two sons decided, well, we're going to marry some women from Moab. Let's marry some, some women from the product of incest. Let's do it. And the name of the one was Oprah. And the name of the other was Ruth. And they dwelt there about 10 years. There was 10 years in Moab. 
Have you been 10 years in Moab? Where you at right now, how long have you been there? Have you been... Did the pandemic make you move to Moab? Because in our desperation, sometimes we just, hey, we got to go. I don't know. They say they're they they working. We got to go. Hey, some of, us, some of us are on the brink of that desperation move right now. We're like, hey, I, if they don't call me back, if this job don't, I may have to leave the state. I may have to go to Moab because I need me some work. <laughs> it's a famine in the land, baby. I ain't, I ain't used to this. Shukarebaa yetamaha. Harebo sukurebaa. I hear the Lord saying this. You would never struggle another day in your life when you follow me. If you can just. Habo shukarebaa. If you can just. Habo shukarebaa. If you can just in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Stop being led by your flesh. And start being led by the spirit. The Holy Spirit, you will never, ever again struggle in your life. To the point where you're so desperate that you think you got to go somewhere to die. But even in death, things have purpose. Can I show you something real quick? Look at the enemy. I ain't never seen like this before. Look at this. Let me show you something. Woo! And so watch this now. So, Eliminax... He has died. His two sons are in Moab along with Naomi, his wife. And so his two sons have decided, well, we're going to get us some wives here in Moab. And so they married some wives in Moab. And they've been there for 10 years. 10 years. Let me show you something. A lot can happen in 10 years. A lot can happen in a year. A lot can happen in a day. But let me show you something. And they dwelt there about 10 years. And then both Malion and Kelly also died. Wait a minute. Now, Elimelech has died. And now his two sons had taken wives in Moab. And guess what happened to them? They died. Oh. What is going down there? What is going down? What is going on in, in, in Moab? The way these men are just dying like this. Shama. Gubaba sukurabaha. Rabba sukurabaha. But your life still got purpose. Let me show you something. Now watch this. Look at this is Ruth, wrong. chapter 1, this is verse 6. Watch what happened. Then she arose with her two daughters-in-laws and said she might return from the country of Moab. For she had heard in the country of Moab that the Lord had visited his people by giving them bread. Sometimes, see, sometimes when you, sometimes you can move too soon. They left, they left a place because there was no work or there was no bread. And so they decided to go live down in Moab. But while they was down there in Moab, um, the Lord had blessed his people back where they left from. Sometimes you, you sometimes you do need to be patient because the Lord will move. But Naomi decided, well, I'm going to go back home. Naomi has decided, well, my husband is dead. My two sons are dead. And so this doesn't hear for me now. I'm getting ready to go back home to Judah. I got to go back. Have you ever left a city? For work, went down to that city, and things didn't work out quite like you wanted to, so you had to go back home. Have you ever, there's some people right now doing that. There's some people right now who were um, once, had moved up north for the, uh, the auto plants, and I think in 2008, the model plants started shutting down plants and, and laying folk off and different things, and so a lot of people who came from the south up to the plants, 
they went back home, down back to the south with it. So the schools start closing and different things like that because there's no now there's no children, you know, a whole lot of children ain't there. So because everybody's leaving now, going back to where they was originally from. Habushah. That's what's going on with Naomi. She she's lost her husband. She's lost her two sons, and she decided, well, I'm getting ready to go back home to Judah. Because she heard that the Lord had visited his people by giving them bread. Now, let me remind you where they're at, where she's staying at. She's staying in the country of Moab, which is the product of incest from Lot and his daughter. And she has two daughter-in-laws who are the product of incest. And that's Oprah and Ruth. Now, watch what happened. Therefore, she went out from the place where she was and her two daughter-in-laws and with her. And they went out, went on the way to return to the land of Judah. Watch this now. She's going to return to the land of Judah, the land of praise. But let me show you something. Because when you return back to the land of praise, things will begin to happen for you. That's why I say in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that this whole week we got to enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Because when we return back to the land of praise, when we turn return back to the place of praise, things in our, uh, our situation now begins to turn around. And God can take those 10 bad years and flip them to show you the good and what he's getting ready to do in your life, even though you may be the product of incest. Some things in your life may have died off. Some things in your life may have, uh, a business might have uh, failed. The college degree probably didn't work out. The job didn't work out. The move to another, to the west or the east or the south or the, wherever you was from didn't work out. The move to another country didn't work out. And now you have decided, I'm going to go back home. But listen, when you turn, I ain't talking, and I'm not really saying you should return back home to Mississippi or uh, Chicago, whatever you move from. What I'm saying is you need to move back into the land of Judah, which is the place of praise. Lord have mercy. I'm getting ready to knock everything over. In the whip. Listen, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we have to return back to the place of praise. Habosha. So it's when we return back to the land of Judah, watch our situation, watch your situation turn around. We have not been giving God the praise, but we have been worrying more than praising. And when we worry more than praising God, then we'll be stuck in our situation over and over again. But when we start praising God, we got to return back. To the place of praise. Lord have mercy. Come on. Are you going with me? <laughs> mm -hmm. Normie said, no, no, no. I got I gotta I gotta get back to praise. I gotta I gotta return back to the land of Judah. I gotta I just gotta get back to the land of Judah. I mean, this thing ain't working out here. This I, I oh man, oh my god, I ain't never been this broke before. I ain't never been this depressed before. I ain't, even my hardest times, I ain't never been this desperate before. I ain't never uh, I ain't never hung out with these kind of folks before. I mean, I, I gotta get back to the land of Judah. Woo! She going back to the land of Judah. But watch what happened now. Because we ain't done. Because even though you're the you're, even though you may be the product of incest. Your life still has purpose. Can I show you that? Watch this what happens here. And Naomi said to her two daughters-in-laws, Go! Return each to her mother's house. The Lord have dealt kindly with you, as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant that you may find rest in the, each, in the house of her husband. So she kissed them, and they lifted up their voices and wept. And they said to her, Surely we will turn with you to your, your people. So they didn't want to go. Naomi is saying this, hey, she's saying to her daughter-in-law, hey, my, my husband's dead, uh, uh, my two sons are dead, y'all need to go back to your own mother's house and 
May the Lord deal kindly with you guys as you have dealt with the dead. You, you so obviously they were good wives to their son, her sons. Mm -hmm. Now, I wonder how the sons were to them. It's because sometimes you can be in a marriage, right? And the wife can be good and faithful and all that good stuff. And But the, the, the husband might be on some, you know, some other stuff. I don't know. I'm not saying it was. I ain't saying it wasn't. I'm saying I wonder how. They was dirt. But she says, go. Go now. Go back to your homes. Go back to your mother's house. May the Lord deal kindly with you. Because Naomi wants to return back home, but she wants to return back home her with her, you know, herself. She wants to return back home. Being a bullshit. Who the enemy is fighting this hard today? He wants to return. She wants them to return back, you know. She don't want to take the two daughters of incest back home with her. <laughs> she wants to return back. But I think what we don't understand when we come before the Lord and when we come back to the land of Judah, the Lord wants you to bring all your issues to him. Everything. And still praise. You ain't got to be perfect to praise. Your life ain't got to be all the way right to praise. You ain't got to have perfect credit to praise God. Do you? No, you don't. Can you imagine if they say, oh, God, I got to check your credit before you praise me. About half church gone right there. <laughs> I'm a God. Let me show you. Let's go deeper into this thing. Watch what it says in Ruth chapter 1, verse 11. Watch what it says. But Naomi said, Turn back, my daughters. See, they saying, hey, they, they, they like, hey, Naomi, no, no, we don't want to go back home. We're going to go with you. We're going to go with you. We're going to go with you. It's been 10 years with this lady. So I know they had 10 years with Naomi saying, they don't got used to Naomi. They, no, 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 we don't go with you. No, 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 mom. We, that's what their moms, they want to go with her. Boy, what happens? Let me tell you what separates some, some things sometimes. What happened? But Naomi said, turn back, my daughters, and you know, why will you go with me? Are there still sons in my womb that they may be your husbands? She says, turn back, my daughters. Go, for I am too old to have a husband. And if I should say I have hope, if I should have a husband tonight, and should also bear sons, would you wait for them that they were, were, were grown? Would you restrain yourselves from having husbands? You ain't going to have sex now? You're going to wait till this baby get grown? <laughs> Watch this. No, my daughters, for it grieves me very much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. She's saying, y'all need to go because you're going to have to go. If, if you want to get married again, you want to have sexual relations again, right? You're going to have to get out of here. I'm too old to have a husband now. No, I'm saying. I, if, if I was to meet a man tonight and he marries me and he gets me pregnant, what, you going to wait till that son that I just had to get of age? As he's growing, you're growing. As he's, the sun is aging, you're aging. You're going to wait all that time and restrain and not have, go on dates, sexual relations, and have a husband? You're just going to wait all that time? <laughs> now, when her saying that, basically what the speech is, what she's saying is, if you ever want to have sexual relations again, you ever want to have a husband again, you don't need to hang out with me. Because if you expected me to have a, a son for you to have, you know, to marry, I can't. I'm old. 
would happen if God was to tell you right now, yes, you are faithful. Yes, you are a woman of God. Yes, I, but I'm here to tell you that you will never be married. What if God was to tell you that? So basically what he's saying, you would never have sex again. Could you do that? Did you restrain from that? You're 30, 40, perhaps years old. God's saying, okay, well, you, you'll never be married, though. So if he's saying to you, you'll never be married, he's basically saying, there's no, and you know not you, and as a Christian, we know what, what the deal is as far as our sexual relations, how we're supposed to behave ourselves. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> that's basically what she's telling Ruth and Oprah. Hey, if you don't leave for me now, you may never have you may never have sexual relations again. You may never have a husband again. You, you need to go. Watch what happens. This is verse fourteen. After Naomi said that, then they lifted up their voices and wept again. And Oprah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. So the speech that Naomi made about that. Uh, Oprah said, uh-uh, I love your mom-in-law, but I got to go get me a man. Mm-mm. I ain't about to sack. Hey, since you put it like that, uh-uh, I got I, I to gotta go get me a man. No, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still young enough and good enough and ready. I'm about to go find me a husband. I got, uh-uh. You know, have me some kids. I got I got to go. <laughs> Love your mother, but in law, but I gotta go. So she kissed. So Oprah kissed Naomi. But Ruth clung to her. The word clung means she cleaved to her. She stuck to her like glue, like a magnet. She cleaved to her. And I wondered why. Because the speech that Naomi gave to both daughter-in-laws affected both of them differently. Oprah was like, no, I'm, I'm going to find me a man. I got to go get me some, man. I got to have sex. I am, I got to have me a man. I got to, I, I got to do this. I got to get me hooked. I got to go. But Ruth is not concerned about remarrying at this point. She's not concerned about sexual relations. She's not concerned about any of that stuff. This is the difference between a person who this this oftentimes separates you from getting the blessing and getting the real blessing from God. Are you willing to give up sexual relations and different things and hold off getting married to cling to God now? Or are you so hooked on getting married and having sex that you just you, your life is just in a total spiral until you just find the perfect mate or you just find and fulfill that sexual appetite. Are you just so focused on that to where you don't cling to the Lord like you should? Ruth decided, I'm going to cling to my mother-in-law. Not worry about what she said. I ain't worried about sexual relations right now. I ain't worried about a husband. I, ain't worried. I know. I know you ain't going to have none. Ruth was like, base Ruth was like, hey, I know you're old. I know you're not about to get another husband. I know you're about to have a baby. <laughs> I know all that. 
that it don't matter to me. That's not what's important. Now, you can look at it another way. Maybe Oprah's marriage to her, her to one of Ruth's sons was different than the marriage that Ruth had to the other son. That cut out both. Sometimes when people get divorced or people get widowed, they never remarry. For different reasons. Some people just didn't like to be married. Some people just didn't like sexual relations to marriage. Some people just didn't like the finance, a different thing. Some people don't get remarried for all kinds of different reasons. Then some people do it over and over again. Some people married four or five times. <laughs> Ruth had decided that day, it's not about having a husband. It's not about sex. It's not about these things. I'm going to cling to Naomi because Naomi, to me, represents the God. The, the only God Ruth is seen right now is through Naomi. You see the difference in the, the reaction to them receiving the speech. Naomi is saying, hey, I'm old. I'm not going to have any more sons. You want, If you want a husband, you better leave now. When has more sex, you better leave now. You better go. <laughs> and one of them decided, well, I got to get out of here. But Ruth decided, well, if I get married again or not, if I ever have sex again or not, it doesn't even matter. I'm going to cling to the Lord. Can you do that? Because because she's getting ready, because she's done this, she's getting ready to receive the real blessing. See, we have not received the real blessing yet in our lives. I'm not talking about salvation. That is the blessing. But I'm talking about we have not received the fullness of God. Abba Shekarabba for our lives yet. Because we have not really clinged to him like that yet. Because we've been distracted by this woman, that man. Should I get married? Should I not? This, I got to get this. I got to get that. Uh, and trying to have a husband or trying to have a wife or trying to have sexual relations have took the place of God. And sexual relations for us is up here. As far as us trying to get married and having a husband and a wife. And God is down here. But, we feel, but once we get the, the marriage or the wife or the sexual relations taken care of, then we want to seek God. Don't work like that. We're going to have to cling to him. Let me show you something. My God in here, this hurts, but it's so good. Let me show you something. And also Ruth now. Don't forget now Ruth. It's a product of incest. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Your life still has purpose. It don't matter what you came from. You might have been born in a crack house. You might have been born in a, in a whorehouse. Woo! Can I say that? I think I just did. You might have been born. I can't You might have been born and your mother left you in a dumpster or uh, dropped you off at the hospital and took off running and put you at the fire station and left. You might have been born and your mother knocked on some stranger's door, left you there and took off running. No matter how you got here, you got here and your life steals God's purpose. That's why you can't judge nobody and tell them that their life doesn't matter. And that, you know, you, you in church, you ought to be ashamed of yourselves with thinking that God can't work all things out for his good. What is wrong with you? Look at this situation these people have come from. Lot slept with his daughter. Did not even know it. But slept with his daughter. Got his daughter pregnant. And out, out, from his daughter came Moab. The people of Moab. And Ruth is a product of that incest. But you're getting ready to see how Ruth responds. I mean, let's keep reading. She said, 
Now watch this now. Now, this is verse 14 again. They lifted up their voices and wept again, and Oprah kissed her mother-in-law. She's gone now, but Ruth clung to her. Watch this what happens. And she said, look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. Listen, they, listen. They, like I said, the people might have worshipped another god. They weren't worshiping the god of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now, they was working a different god. And Oprah decided, well, I'm going to go back to my people and to my gods. And Naomi is still trying to get Ruth to leave. But look what Ruth said. Because when you cling to something, it don't matter what's going on. You're going to stick to them like glue. Let me show you something. Some of us just don't cling to the wrong thing. Let me show you something. But Ruth said this. Entreat me not to leave you or to turn back from falling after you. For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people will be my people, and your God shall be my God. Therefore, where you die, I will die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if anything, put their parts, you and me. Listen, in the name of Jesus, Ruth is convicted. Ruth is Abu Shakaraba. Ruth has the attitude that we should have toward our God. Ruth said, no, I ain't going nowhere, because I don't watch you for 10 years. I know you're a woman of God. I ain't going nowhere. Can you imagine if 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 Ruth, if Naomi was uh no a bad mother-in-law? <laughs> she seen some in Naomi. She seen the God in her. And she's like, uh-uh. This woman is strong. This woman got it going on. This woman lost a husband. This woman lost two kids, but but she's strong. She's uh-uh, no. No, uh -uh. Not, even though Naomi is in a point where she's she thinks God has dealt bitter towards her because of the death of her of her, uh, her husband and her two sons. Even though she feel like God is really she's gotten a raw deal and, and, and she's feeling, um, you know, some type of way against God. Sometimes we get that way when things are not going when certain tragedies hit our life. We question God in different things. Even though she's in a place where she, you know. But Ruth, but Naomi is returning, though, to the land of praise. And that's where uh, Ruth wants to go. Listen, she said, let me read this again. She said, entreat me not to leave you. She said, I ain't going nowhere. I don't care. Well, I just told you you're not going to have a husband. You might not have a husband. I just told you I can't have, I don't care about a husband or a sexual life. I'm trying to, I'm trying to cleave to you. My God. In here. Are you trying to cleave to God? Are you really, really, really trying to cleave to God? You're God. My God in here. Can I show you something? Ebu, Shamamaha. Can I show you something real quick? Woo! Oh, I feel I feel the anointing. I feel the power of the Holy Ghost. Let me calm down for where he says, she says, entreat me not to leave you or turn back from falling after you. Watch this. For wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you will lodge, I will lodge. For your people will be my people. Your God shall be my God. She's saying, your God going to be my God. But mind you now, she's the product of incest. Ruth is. But she said, oh, it don't matter how I got here. Your God going to be my God. It don't matter where I came from. It don't matter how I got here on this earth. Your God going to be my God. Now that I'm here, your God going to be my God and your people going to be my people. Where you go, I'm going to go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Have you influenced somebody so much in your life that where they want to 
See, you know, man, where you go, I will go. <laughs> Let me show you something real quick. God bless you. Let me show you something real quick. Let me finish this chapter out. Then we come back to Ma. And when she saw that she was determined to go with her, she stopped speaking to her. She she just Naomi just stopped talking because she she seen that the, that Ruth was so determined to go with her. She just stopped trying to influence her not to go. She just stopped talking. Now watch this. Now the two of them went until they came to Bethlehem. Here we go. You know what Bethlehem is about, right? You know that's what Jesus was born born in Bethlehem. But I digress. And it happened when they had come to Bethlehem that all the city was excited because of them. And the women said, is this Naomi? They said, oh, she has been like, it's been years now since they seen Naomi. And they said, is this Naomi? Not as when you go back to your hometown that you left five to five, ten years ago to make it and make it big somewhere. But it didn't work. So you come back home. Is this Naomi? You went to New York, you know, if you can make it there, people can make it anywhere, but it didn't work out for you, so you went back to Mississippi. It's just not only. No, it is when you go to go to Hollywood, you know, move out there, try to be an actor and try to make it, you know, so you said you gave up, you came back home. It's just not only. No, it's you don't move to Atlanta, all the popular places people move to. Now I'm going to go out here and make it. I'm going to go out here because you know, I love the city. And all of a sudden you're like, it's just not only. You come back home. It's just not only. But she said to them, do not call me Naomi. See, call me Mara, for the Almighty has dealt bitterly with me. She believed God as it was against her. And went out and forth, and the Lord has brought me home again empty. Why do you call me Naomi? Since the Lord has testified against me, and the Almighty has afflicted me. So Naomi returned Ruth and the Moabitess, her daughter-in-law. Naomi returned and Ruth, the Moabitess. Who are the Moab people? Moab, who are the Moabitess? Who are the Moabitess? The product of incest. But the product of incest now is in the land of praise. And her life is going to really change because she decided to cling to Naomi. She decided to cling to God. And she'll take care of the husband and all that later. <laughs> but we do it reverse way. We, say, we, we go out and get our own husband, our own wife, do our own thing, and, and sexual relations, all the stuff we're doing. And then we say, Lord, bless our mess. And that's why it's hard to swim upstream. Aboosh, yeah. But, but I digress. So Naomi returned and Ruth and Moabites and her daughter-in-law with her who returned from the country of Moab. Now they came to Bethlehem at the beginning of the barley harvest. And I'll go back tomorrow and bless you a little bit more time. A little bit more with the word of God. God bless you and keep you. Listen, if it's a word, then I must have did it. And if it's not, then I wasn't with it. Stay committed. You can find this message on, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Jollo Ministries, uh, Evangelist Tim Lee. You can find it on YouTube, McAvey Lee, TikToks, whatever you're doing. Get the word of God in your life. God bless you and keep you in Jesus' name. Amen.